Welcome back. And I'm pleased to say we're joined by Bill Marshall. He is a longtime intelligence analyst and investigator for both the government of the United States uh, and various private sector entities. These days, he's the senior investigator for an outstanding operation, Judicial Watch. I'm always glad to catch up with him. Bill, welcome back to Securing America. Thanks, Frank. It's great to be back with you. You've been doing some really important work uh, on behalf of Judicial Watch, looking into the facts concerning these vaccinations for COVID-19. We have been buffeted by lots of information, um, much of it conflicting about their safety, uh, their lack of safety, uh, adverse events, the degree to which uh, really extraordinary risks are being taken by this effort to uh, compel people to accept these vaccinations and now boosters. Give us a quick overview as to what you have found in your investigation to date. Right. Well, I was honestly very concerned about these uh, these vaccines uh, from the very start. And I, and I use that I use that uh, term advisedly uh, because they are not vaccines as vaccines are traditionally understood. And you, you've had terrific guests on there from uh, including some of our mutual uh, medical scientific friends, um, they are, they're gene therapy. It's a gene therapy technology based on, it's an entirely new technology. And as you know, uh, biologics typically go through, vaccines typically go through a seven to 10 year uh, testing period before they're rolled out. Now, as far as we know, these, these uh, so-called vaccines were only trialed for a couple of months before, you know, they were um, approved under Emergency or did not approve, they were authorized under emergency use authorization, which means that the the manufacturers, of course, have complete, uh, virtually com- complete legal immunity from any harms uh, that may be caused by them. That means deaths and injuries. And as of about two weeks ago, I haven't got the up-to-date figure, but as of, uh, I think, March 14th, uh, there were over 26,000 deaths reported to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which is a CDC, a government database, following the administration of these so-called COVID vaccines. Now, that's more than double all the, the deaths of all vac- other vaccines combined for the prior 30 years. So in a little over a year from a single so-called vaccine, we have more than double all other vaccines over a period of 30 years, okay? Now, a couple of questions. When you when you say a single vaccine, do you mean the several versions of the vaccine by Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J? And, and to the extent, uh, Bill, that there is evidence that the reporting, the voluntary reporting under this so-called VAERS system greatly understates the actual magnitude of the adverse events, uh, it would seem that there's considerably more deaths and a lot of other harm done besides. Is that your assessment? That's exactly right. Uh, the underreport, it's called the underreporting factor. Uh, that means that they estimate, you know, the experts, and, I, and I'm, I'm talking about guys like Robert Malone, okay, the guy who invented, who holds, I believe, nine of the patents for the mRNA vaccine technology, uh, says conservatively, the underreporting factor is five. It could be anywhere from five to maybe 41, some of the estimates. In other words, uh, you have to multiply the stated number in VAERS by somewhere between five and 41 to get the real number of deaths and injuries. And I would add that 
VAERS uh, indicates that over 48,000 people are permanently disabled now from these so-called COVID vaccines. All right. So then again, you you multiply that by whatever the the true underreporting factor is, and it's astonishing. And now I, I will say that, and you've had terrific guests on, like Edward, our, our mutual friend Edward Dowd, former Wall Street investment banker and data analyst, who uh, you know who's talking about the uh, who's brought up the issue of the uh, Defense Medical Epidemiology Database. This is the Defense Department um, database of medical. Um, of maladies that afflict service personnel. And it's, it is also showing shocking uh, number, a shocking increase in ailments that are afflicting servicemen following the rollout of these vaccines. The, the rise has been just striking you know, on the order of uh, 500% for cardiac uh, issues, uh, tenfold increase in neurological problems. Now, Bill, let me ask you about that because, of course, subsequent to several whistleblowers bringing that information forward, the U.S. government has gone back and said, oh, no, actually, there's not been this huge spike because uh, the baseline was understated. We had a lot more illness in the system than was properly reported, and therefore, it's pretty much flatline. What's your sense of all of that? Uh, okay, color me skeptical. Okay, uh, that that would be an understatement. Okay, so they just discovered this so-called glitch in this massive database when it's exposed by Senator Ron Johnson at his hearing. The whistleblower's information is brought forth. These are th- these are two active duty lieutenant colonel surgeons and a retired colonel, uh, you know, who have all come forward with this information. And I know one of them personally. Uh, these are great people who've put their careers on the line, who have said uh, what we suddenly learned just when when we reveal this information, that there has been the so-called glitch for the prior five years reporting. It's just, I'm sorry, it's then that that demonstrates either is one of two possibilities, gross incompetence in the medical in the military medical establishment, which I don't believe or gross fraud. And I will say I will, I am going after those records as well. I've asked, I've requested all uh, directives sent to those, those individuals who maintain the, uh, the DMED, this, this defense department database. I've asked for all directives that they've received regarding changes to the data. I've asked for the internal communications uh, of those individuals who maintain that database uh, regarding, you know, regarding the data as well as the Secretary of Defense um, and, and other senior officials in the military, uh, their communications about that database. Because so it's, this it's, is a prime example of what you and your colleagues at Judicial Watch do so well, Bill, which is use the Freedom of Information Act vehicles to try to extract information about these, uh, well, indicators of what actually was going on here. And I look forward to hearing more about uh, what you find. Hopefully they will respond and you'll get uh, the goods on what went down here. Because as you say, it is deeply suspicious and creates a lack of confidence, I'm sure, on the part of military personnel in their own system. And uh, Bill, hold the thought. We're going to come back with more about particularly what you found lately in one of these FOIA efforts with respect to Dr. Anthony Fauci. That and more with Bill Marshall right after this.